and uh, those of you watching online, it serves you right for not being in church, having to hear me sing like that online, so you get that there, but we're glad you're here in church tonight. I'm going to give you a couple of announcements. We'll get to the Word of God tonight. Um, next Sunday night, we got a good crowd here this Sunday night. Next Sunday night, we're having a chili contest, and uh, how many, and Ron, I was looking at this thing here. And uh, I, so was, it, it had to have been you that wrote this, that you're a chili master. He said he's a chili master. So I'm going to check next week if you're really a chili master or not. Because I'm a chili eater, so I'm sure a chili eater can figure out a chili master. Okay, so if anybody didn't sign up for the chili contest next Sunday night, there will be a prize involved. And so that we will have some judges, and it will be a good thing. So we'll pass this around one more time if you would like to put your name down. I will get a hold of you this week, and then we will, uh, that will be Sunday night. And the way it will work is everything is normal next Sunday night. You'll bring your, probably your crock pot, ready to plug. Someone will ta taste it during the service. We'll have first, second, third place, and then that will be great, and that will be how it works. Then also, I mentioned this morning, and uh, we, a week from tomorrow, we get to help at the city with the, um, with the Halloween spooktacular thing that they have. And I like it because we get an opportunity to go, and this is the thing, the city reached out to me on this one. And they did it last year and this year. They don't have enough people to help. And so some, most people do one booth. We have four that we're doing. And so because of that, the way it works, we have a game, you know, one of our old carnival games from when we used to have the games at our fall festivals and things. We'll have a game at a table, and then they get prizes. One of the prizes is going to be, all they are are bracelets that say, Jesus loves me. I can give out what I want to there, so they're going to get a bracelet that says, Jesus loves me. I think that's a great thing to give away. And everyone, as they go, they stick out their bags to us, so we put that in there, and we'll put a track in there. They might go to the other games. They might get a few tracks that night, but the whole goal is that they'll have an invite, a gospel invite to church, and then it's a good thing. And I've seen many people this past year. That you, your church was at that thing. Yeah, we were there. And so it's a good thing, but I need some help. I'd like three or four people sign up. That's not enough. I need more than that. Because if there's four, and this is the thing, I will be there the entire time. It starts at four till nine. I got to bring the church van with stuff in it. And we got to set everything up. And Janess is taking care of decorating all that, which thank you, Janess, if you're listening tonight. And then um, you just have to run the thing. I mentioned there's two time slots, 3 to 6, more like 3.30 to 6. That's about the halfway point. Um, those who come to the early shift, you will have decent parking because you're there before all the kids get there. If you were to come later on from the 6 to 9, you're not going to have, you're going to be parking probably, you might as well just park here at church and walk to the park down this. No, it won't quite be that bad. So if you're interested in helping, just sign up here. I will get a hold of you this week. And we'll get that all squared away. It's a week from tomorrow. And so that's it there. Um, the seniors have their senior lunch this coming Thursday at Paradise Buffet. And so I want to encourage you to come be a part of that. And it's good fellowship. It's good to fellowship with God's people. Wednesday night, we're continuing our series on Bible doctrines. This week, we're looking at the word justification. And so we will talk about justification this Wednesday night. And then we also have our prayer service at 515. So be involved in that. That would be a good thing. Um, let's see. I think that's it for announcements tonight. Does anyone need an outline for tonight? Everyone good to go? 
All right, let's take our Bibles to Acts chapter number 5, and let's finish up chapter number 5 tonight. Acts chapter number 5, let's get there. We'll get some verses tonight and get some help from the Lord tonight. I really, as we are going through this series in the book of Acts, I really appreciate the attitude of the apostles and how they lived their lives and the stand that they took for Jesus Christ. And we live in a day, we don't suffer like they suffered today. But there could come a day where we do suffer. And that's the thing, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ when they were told not to. And we are commanded to do it, and yet most of the time, we don't do it. Let me ask you a question that I want you to keep in your mind and to yourself tonight, okay? The question is this. When is the last time you taught or preached Jesus Christ to anyone? And if you can't think of a time, you're really not doing what God called you to do. So if God didn't call, God calls every Christian. Every Christian. Say, well, I can't do it, neither can I. There's something called the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of believers. And he gives you the boldness and gives you the help that you need to be able to do what God equips you to do. And so as we think on this tonight, we get to Acts 5. Look down at verse number 33. It says, And when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up one of the council of Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had a reputation among the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. And said to them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rose up Thaddeus, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up, Judas of Galilee, in the days of taxing, and drew away much people after him, he also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men, and let them alone, for if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. Now, let's put this in context here. So they are ready to kill the apostles here for preaching the gospel. And there's a Pharisee, Gamaliel, he rises up here and he says, Hey, do you guys remember, um, he mentions Judas of Galilee here. Before that, he mentions Thaddeus. Hey, remember Thaddeus, he had about 400 followers follow him, and they all eventually died and nothing came of it. Hey, remember this Judas, and he didn't like the taxing that was taking place. Had a lot of people following him, but as many as followed him, they dispersed. They were done. And he says, now I want you to understand, he's trying to give them some wisdom. And he says, if, let's leave these guys alone. Because this is the thing. If what they're doing is of men, it's going to fail. Like every other time a man rises up trying to do something, it will eventually fail. But, verse 39, but if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. And to him they agreed, and when they called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus 
and let them go. And they, now I, this, these two verses, verse 41 and 42, let us know the caliber of Christians we're talking about here. Now we're not talking about a caliber up to Jesus Christ, because there's only one Jesus. But these Christians were something special. Something that we should all be striving for today. Look at what it says about them. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for Jesus' name. And what did they tell them to stop doing? They commanded that they shouldn't speak in the name of Jesus when they let them go. And look at what they do in verse 42. And daily, where at? In the temple. And in every house. They cease not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. They were told, guys, you need to stop. They beat them and say, do not speak in Jesus' name anymore. And what they do? They went back to the temple and they preached Jesus Christ. They went to, it says, every house, doesn't it? Do you see that right there? It says every house. They cease not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. When we look at this group, and when we see them tonight, there are so many things that just stick out in my mind about this group here. The fact that they were told they were beaten, and they counted themselves, they, look at what it says there, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. And they kept doing what they were told not to do because Jesus had told them to do it. If you remember, when they were let loose, they were told, when they were let loose out of jail, they were told, go back into the temple and keep preaching. Keep speaking. Go speak and stand up. And see, they continued that. We need, in 2022, a group of Christians that will stand up like the apostles of their day. That will stand up for the truth and not back down from the truth. And no matter what culture, no matter what people around us might say, we'll stand up and say the Bible says the truth and we stick with the Bible and not what you have to say. What was it about these guys? What was it that was in them that enabled them to continue on and to stand for Jesus Christ? That's what I want to look at tonight. Father, bless the next few minutes that we have. We need your help. I thank you for you being our God, and I thank you for your guidance and your help. Help us tonight. We love you. We need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This council hated these guys. We see in verse 33 that when they, and look, look at, let's go back a few verses. Go back to verse number we see um, in verse number 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you shouldn't teach in his name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hung on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. 
when the council heard this, they were cut to their heart. Conviction fell. Now, I will tell you this. We will see, and we've seen already in the book of Acts, there are times that people where we see the phrase there, they were cut to the heart. There were other times where people were convicted at the heart. But do you see how, remember, that when Peter and James, no, when Peter and John were taken to jail, the people were pricked at their heart and they trusted Christ. Conviction's going to do one of two things. You're either going to listen to the conviction of your heart or you're going to reject that conviction. And your heart's going to grow harder and harder and harder. And, that's, and there comes a point to where you won't even receive it. We see here that they were, they hated their message. They wanted nothing to do with these guys. And I think it's awesome that God raised up a Pharisee in that group. Not really, I don't think Gamaliel was really thinking he was going to help them. I think he's thinking to himself, we've already killed Jesus. If this is of men, it's going to all disappear. If it's of God, there is nothing we can do to stop it. It's going to continue on. There's some wisdom in what he said. As we think of, and this man, Gamaliel, this is probably the same man who trained the Apostle Paul. Paul mentions him. It's probably the same guy. He was most likely, I do not see him being in favor of Christianity, but he spoke here on behalf of the apostles. As I mentioned, he mentions a man by the name of Thaddeus here who was raised up, and he died, and he was basically forgotten about. Talks about that man Judas, who didn't want to pay taxes and didn't like the taxes, had an uprising, and once again, it went away. He persuades them really not to kill the apostles here. And yet, they still beat them and tell them not to preach and teach in the name of Jesus. You see, they understood. And what he wanted them to understand, what he told them was, if this thing is of men, it's going to go away. But if it's of God, there's nothing we can do to stop it. And may I remind you tonight why I know that Jesus Christ is of God and not of men tonight? Because 2,000 years later, he's still being preached. There have been many people that have died for a cause, and many of those people are forgotten today. But there was a man, a man, God-man, 2,000 years ago that died on a cross, rose again, and he's still being preached about, and he's still hated today. That tells me there's something more than just a man involved here. Let's us know it was of God. When we look tonight at the apostles, when we look at what happens here, I want to give you a few points tonight we'll be done. Number one, we see the strength of the apostles. The strength of the apostles. They were strong. They had strength. I was thinking as I was preparing this, there's a song. Legacy 5 used to sing a song, Strong in the Strength of Someone Else. One of my favorites. It was probably written 15, 20 years ago. A great truth in the song. But... We are not strong on our own. We are not prone to stand. We are prone to, didn't we sing about it? We're prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. 
prone to leave the God I love. We're prone to that. We're prone to fail. We're, we're prone to not do what we're supposed to do. That's why the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter number 6 that we're supposed to take on the whole armor of God so that we're able to stand and having done all to stand. Say, where did the strength of the apostles come from? We, and when we look at this, look at what the Bible says about them. It says that they were rejoicing. Let's go to letter A here. Letter A is because of the Holy Spirit. They were rejoicing in the midst of trials in their life. You ever, you know, what was it, a couple weeks ago I went for a little run, and that concrete was just a little higher in one spot than another. And for some reason, out of all the places, that's right where my foot went. And my foot went like this, and the next thing I know, I'm on the ground. My body didn't feel great. I didn't jump up and praise the Lord that I had just fallen. I never praised the Lord when I got a spanking growing up. And I never got a spanking for doing good. I only got a spanking for when I was doing bad things and I needed the spanking. They were rejoicing after being beaten for Jesus Christ. Think about what James wrote to the Christians that were scattered abroad in James chapter 1 and verse number 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. What, when we look at this thing, you've got to understand, it was the Holy Spirit of God that made them able to rejoice in this time. There's nothing joyful about getting beaten. Nothing. There's nothing fun about going to jail for doing what's right. There's no fun in it. And I know we might look at jail today and three meals in jail. I don't want to go to jail today. But jail today is a cakewalk compared to what it was 2,000 years ago. And we look here and we think, how did they have the strength? They got the strength from the Spirit of God. We think about the fruits of the Spirit. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5, verse 22 through 26, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. How can you have joy in the midst of being beaten? Because it's a product of the Spirit of God. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Say, so what did they have? We look at the strength of the apostles that came, letter A, because of they were filled with the Spirit of God. God's Spirit was at work because of the Holy Ghost. We also see letter B, that God gives grace for trials. God gives us grace to go through the trials we go through. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, verse number 15 and 16, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Do you see that last phrase there? Grace to help in the time of need. What was, what was their strength? It was found in the Spirit of God. God's grace gave them the strength. Remember what the Lord told Paul? My grace is sufficient for you. But Lord, this trial, I've asked you to take it from me. 
And God says, no, I'm not going to take it, Paul. My grace is sufficient to get you through. How did the apostles have the strength to stand up and to do what's right? God's grace saw them through the midst of it. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2, verse number 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You know, we look at ourselves, and I want to help you tonight. You are not strong. Oh, I am strong. No, you're not. I'm not strong either. We are weak. We are not strong enough to do anything on our own. We can't handle the temptation that comes in our life. We can't even do good on our own. There, there's nothing that is strong about Brian tonight. I can be strong in his strength. I can be strong in his grace. I finally be, how about the power of his might? You see what makes you strong tonight? is realizing how weak you really are. That's what true strength is. In this world, it doesn't look that way. In this world, I'll go to the gym often, and you see people in that gym. There's this one guy the other day, he's there, and he's just... And why do they have to have mirrors all over the gym? I don't get that one. There's mirrors all over, and... And he's, and I think he's, and this is so, where I'm at on this, I'm, I'm doing these lateral things coming down, and he's on the other side, and he's, and I'm thinking for a minute, he's looking at me, and I'm like, are you trying to show me you're strong or something? No, he's looking at the mirror behind me, and he's looking at his muscles and the thing, and I'm like, oh boy. We're not strong. Strength is realizing what your weakness is and realizing that you're not strong enough and you need the Lord to help you. We need, you can be strong, but you're going to be strong in the power of His might and strong in His grace, and you can be strong. So, Pastor, I'll stand just like the apostles. Sure you will. We got to see a good test of that not even too long ago in our own country, didn't we? We'll find you if you go to church. They didn't say they'd beat you. I can't get people to go knock doors today. What are we going to do when they say they're going to beat you if you go knock doors? We can't do it when the worst thing that can happen is someone closes the door in our face. We see, what did they have? We see their strength, but their strength wasn't in themselves. Their strength was in the Spirit. You think about this. Think about Peter. Man, Peter, we just read a few minutes ago, the high priest is asking him the high priest is asking him questions. And Peter says, Yeah, it's Jesus, the one you crucified. This is the same dude two months before. Warmed himself by a fire. You kind of talk like you're one of Jesus. Were you one of Jesus? Me? A follower of Jesus? No. No. What the Lord tell him before that? Hey Peter, you're gonna deny me. No. I'm not going to deny you, Lord. I know better than you. What was the difference between the Peter pre-crucifixion and afterwards? The Spirit of God. And you and I tonight, we have the Spirit of God. You have the same power that was in Peter lives inside of you tonight if you're saved. Say, Pastor, I'm just not... I'm not strong enough against that temptation. Oh, you could be. Oh, you could be. 
Say, Pastor, you said no. We're, no. If you let the Holy Spirit help you, He's there willing and able and ready to help you. We need His strength. There is nothing. Greater is He that is in you. Not you, but the Holy Spirit that's in you. Than He that's in the world. We see tonight the apostles, we see their strength, number two, number two. We see the fact that they stood. They had strength, but they stood. Man, I just wish Christians would stand for something today. It just blows my mind. It just, ugh, I just, I just don't get it. Everyone that doesn't follow what this book says stands up for everything they think is right. They stand up for their opinion, their rights, what they think. And then where are Christians at? We're sitting back, not saying a word. If the apostles were like us today, and they would have said, if you guys preach in that name, we're going to beat you more, we'd go home. I don't want that. I don't, I don't want the public offended by my message. Oh, they don't want me to preach in Jesus' name? I'll stop using his name. We have the truth. We have what's right. I don't understand it today. God's grace is there, but as we think about this, they stood. I love the fact that letter A, they preach daily. Hey guys, we're going to let you go, but don't preach in that name. And they preach daily. They didn't take a break. I, my personal opinion, and when you look through here, you don't know, I don't know if I can quite see it here or not, but I just think that as soon as they let them go, they went right back in. I could see them leaving that council and walking right back into the temple right then. Hey, have you heard about Jesus? I don't see them being, we're going we're to talk about Jesus over here. Come, come over here. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. I don't, I don't see that. Hey, have you heard about Jesus? They went house to house. Do you see that right there? I hear people off. I don't believe in going door to door. Whatever. I see they went every house. You got to get the, this is the thing. We have, and I know the day and age that we live. After COVID, going and standing at someone's door, I don't even get half the people even give me two seconds. And some of them just give me, you know, they have those screens. You can't even see anything past there. And I don't know if they're still standing there or if I'm talking to the door. But I just keep talking because I just don't know. Or they got those stupid ring doorbells. Those things are so annoying when you're telling people about Jesus. Because this is the thing. I don't, if you press the button, they could be in the next state. And then, we don't want any. I don't, I don't use those things. I knock on the door. And if that's the way I do it say going door to door it's old fashioned it is a little old fashioned I do believe there are lots of other ways to get the gospel out today but I do believe for obedience sake and what we see an example of we see they went door to door the idea is they took the gospel everywhere are you taking the gospel anywhere tonight these guys were told don't preach in his name what they do 
they had the strength to stand up. They preached daily, the scripture says. Let me also give you this thought. Do you know that your, that your faith in Jesus Christ isn't just reserved for Sunday when you come to church? It's a daily thing? Yeah. You don't live like the devil Monday through Saturday. And then show up on Sunday for a few minutes and I put in my time. We are Christians all the time. 24-7. 365 and 366 that one leap year whenever that happens we are always Christians do you live out your faith daily quite a thought there quite a convicting thought we see letter B we see they were determined to preach they could have just went into the temple they didn't even have okay me speaking I don't even know if I would have wanted to go into the temple anymore all the temple people kept doing was giving me trouble they were just getting trouble from the temple, but the angel of the Lord told them to keep to go back there, didn't he? Earlier in chapter 5, they were determined. We see the fact that, that daily in the temple and in every house, look what it says, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. You see that there? Man, they teach and they preach Jesus Christ. I love what Paul says in Acts 20. 21, 20, and how I kept nothing back that was profitable for you. But I've showed you and I've taught you publicly and, oh, here, and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter, I mean, Paul preached Jesus Christ. And that's the thing. Most of the time, you're not going to just get someone to come in here and we preach the devil out of them here. you got to go to them with the gospel. You need to take it to them, to their house, to their street, to their country, to where they are. They were determined. What stops you from teaching and preaching Jesus Christ? Criticism? Maybe not knowing what your friends will say about you. I would tell you this. If you have friends that don't want nothing to do with Jesus, it would probably be a good idea not to associate too much with them. It's not going to help your Christian testimony very much. Well, if I don't interact with them, how am I going to... I hear you. I hear you. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. That's a wise thought there from Solomon. Man, we look, they had strength, they stood, and then number three, and lastly tonight, they continued. They continued. They just continued. What's it going to take to stop you? What's going to stop you from doing what the Lord's called you to do? The devil was trying everything he could to stop the apostles. And they just continued. Someday we are going to stand before the Lord. And we are going to see the nail-pierced hands and the nail-pierced feet. And who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. 
He endured the cross. He finished. Let me encourage you tonight to finish. Just continue.